Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, August the 19th here at Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Well, for you Saint fans, football tonight at 7 p.m. Check your local listings for which uh, where the Saints will be aired on tonight. And uh, uh, Saints pick up another offensive lineman, um, and sometimes that, that gives me a little grief, but uh, we'll see what happens. He was with the Saints before, and uh, but uh, as I mentioned, the Saints tonight, things to keep an eye on it. Uh, just some things I saw and also uh, just uh, some opinions. Let's see who plays tonight. And that kind of an indication of uh, who they're trying to see uh, might make that 53-man roster. So uh, that'll be important. I'm sure Andy Dalton will start the game. How long will he go? Don't know, but... Uh, Jeff, I, I don't think we'll see Winston at all. Today. No, Dennis Allen pretty much ruled that out uh, at Wednesday's uh, after Wednesday's practice. Uh, he pretty much ruled uh, it out, and that's fine with me. Uh, you know, again, as long as uh, he has a chance to heal, take some time. Uh, got three weeks before the regular season begins uh, because there is that week off. Uh, no uh, fourth preseason game, but. They, uh, so they have two weeks off between next week's game. It would be nice to see him if, if he feels 100% next Friday night at home. Um, it's uh, a home game, so the home fans would probably like to see that. But, uh, again, no need to rush him. Yeah, I agree with that. And in bumps and bruises, a lot of the players have that extra week to heal up a little bit and uh, and get going for the first game. Anyway, um, we'll see who plays tonight. That'll give you an indication who they're looking at and who they uh, want to evaluate a little bit better. Elsewhere, I, I don't really think the spotlight's going to be on Ian Book. You know, tonight, I don't know how early he's going to get in the game, whether it be after the first possession, the first two possessions. But uh, It may be just like last week, what they see from Andy Dalton. If, uh, you know, the first series, like last week's first series, uh, was as proficient as it was, then go ahead and put Ian Book in. But uh, if you you feel the need uh, to get Dalton a little bit more playing time. But really, Ian Book, we need to know about this. Guy. Yeah, I agree because uh, you need to have a, a good third quarterback on the roster uh, for, whatever, for whatever reason, hold a clipboard, do things. But, uh, you know, last year the Saints went through four quarterbacks. So uh, it's important to have someone on the staff, uh, a third one that can do the job. But uh, the spotlight's going to be on Book. Had a decent week throwing the ball, 15 out of 22, 120 yards somewhere. But – Turned it over twice, fumbled and threw an interception. Also, a couple of his balls were a little high uh, getting to receivers. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Book tonight to see how long he plays. And would uh, Costello have a chance to play tonight? Uh, It's a possibility maybe late in the fourth quarter or sometime during the fourth quarter. He's a quarterback they picked up uh, a few weeks ago. Was the starter at Mississippi State two years ago that threw for over 600 yards on the Tigers and uh, had a good game, but nothing fantastic. During the rest of the year, he was ordinary. He was just caught LSU off guard that game. Elsewhere, a number one priority, I think, Dennis Allen uh, needs is ball security. The Saints fumbled three times last week. Of course, the quarterback in Washington fumbled along with Adams, the high-priced uh, undrafted free agent they paid $220,000 for, fumbled near the goal line last week. So uh, 
we'll see uh, how that's going to be tonight. As uh, he, that's a high priority with him is protecting the football. Uh, we'll see what the Saints do uh, tonight in that regard with their running backs. Will Kamara or Ingram play tonight? Good question. But like I said in the first uh, note, uh, we'll see who plays tonight. And uh, number four, we got to see pressure. Last week uh, during the course of the game, uh, I didn't see any pressure at all on any of the quarterbacks for uh, for Houston. So the Saints uh, need to line up. The defensive nine needs to line up and put some heat on uh, the passer and uh of course, with uh, Cam Jordan not playing, Davenport not playing, and some of the inside people uh, uh, taking a night off, um, that, that'll come out. But we'll I, see. I want more taco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Taco Charlton. Charlton. I, just, I just want to call his name. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. So those those would be the things tonight to look for in the game. Uh, the Packers are a three-point pick. Uh, I don't even know if Rodgers is going to even play tonight. I didn't even see any uh, notion of that. He might play a series. Or he, he's got revenge on his mind after yeah. last last year's <laughs> regular season. No, I, I doubt uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's into such a zen attitude these days. I don't think he's capable of revenge. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. But it would be pretty interesting in that regard tonight. So uh, just some other NFL news. Uh, I see where the Bears won last night, took care of business. And, uh, and that's what they did. You know, uh, I, I was really pleased. I didn't see much of the second half because of power. Uh, in fact, I didn't see any of the second half power. We watched the first half at the Quarter Tavern, decided to head home where power was still out. Fortunately, oh, well. it was not out across the street here. But uh, power didn't come on until my place at 2 o'clock. And, and my goodness, uh, um, you know, we're talking about football and my buddy Mickey Bellot, uh, Tiffany, uh, working on the Bates Motel, uh, have a little more work to do. A lot of folks saw the uh, story, I'm sure, about uh, their portion of that roof from the old uh, pack and mail now uh, being renovated in, as the Bates Motel. Uh, but you can see a pile of debris on Burke Street now. Between Dupier, uh, between Bridge Street and um, Surrette Alley, which is still closed, so fortunately they were able to get that stuff off the uh, Bridge Street in a hurry and get it moved on. But our thoughts uh, with those folks today. So I'm not going to complain about my power having been off till two o'clock, uh, knowing what they they went through well, last night. If the portion of that roof came off and it ended up on Main Street, and the wind was blowing. But, but I'm saying it's got a crossover. I, I, I don't uh, know if it was on Main. It, it was mainly on Bridge Street. Okay. I, I'm right. pretty sure okay. mainly on Bridge. But when they had a picture that I noticed uh, on uh, one of the uh, sites, I noticed that they were talking in front of the Worms' building, so I don't know if that was uh, some of the debris from the storm or not or from their roof. But uh, those buildings were built, uh, and I'm dating myself, back at some time in the 50s. Uh, by Mr. George Blumenthal. My dad had an office there, and Mr. Polly Vise had an ice cream parlor there, and then Galatas moved in there, and uh, now you're packing paddle, I think, or packing pack time, I think, is right there on the corner. And then the Bates Motel has been advertised for the last few years. Hey, he's you know slowly working, doing most of the work himself. Well, and that's what takes time. You know, they, they've does. done such a great job with the bed and breakfasts there uh, next to IDF uh, on Burke Street. I'm optimistic that eventually they'll have something special there yeah anyway the bears had the ball for 33 minutes last night they uh were outgained uh but not, i didn't watch much of the game at all uh they had 160 yards passing uh 117 rushing uh of course seattle throws it for 228 and rushes for 96 uh bears 416 on uh third down conversions uh three penalties they turned the ball over once on a fumble 
but uh, what well, your thoughts on Justin Fields? Yeah, you couldn't have asked much more from him. Offensive line still struggling. In fact, Twitter beat up the Bears' offensive Did line, uh, and for good reason. Uh, they got to protect this young kid. Uh, Um, one, uh, just to allow him to get his groove going, and two, because uh, you want a healthy quarterback. But uh, still some concerns about the offensive line. But, you know, the first half was almost flawless football. Uh, Defensively and, uh, for the most part, offensively, it's just, you know, again, too early to be overly optimistic over that. Really don't know what kind of team Seattle has at this point. So, again, it is what it is. It's a preseason game, but very few negative takeaways. All right. Well, if you like football and you're not necessarily a Saints fan and you have access to the NFL Network, uh, Carolina takes on New England. Excuse me. Carolina takes on New England at 6. Houston uh, will journey to Los Angeles to take on the Rams at 9. So those two games uh, are, in fact, on the NFL Network. So you can watch those games later on tonight. Elsewhere, a whole host of games uh, tomorrow night. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Six, seven, eight, eight games tomorrow night, and then you have uh, three Sunday and one Monday night. So a lot of football for you this weekend if that's uh, what you're interested in watching or doing. So if you want to sit back in the old lazy boy, uh, munch on some chips and drink a few adult beverages, uh, now's the time this weekend to get in shape. But anyway, uh, onward and uh, uh, elsewhere. Uh, so I pulled up something I thought interesting. I mentioned it yesterday. New rules in the NCAA football, uh, which you fans, of course, will be watching a lot of Saturday and during the week football on college football. Uh, there's also uh, further limitation on cut blocks. Uh, that's moving forward. All blocks below the waist outside the tackle box are prohibited. Uh, backs must be stationary and inside the box at the snap in order to throw a cutback block. So, uh, the you know, the Naval Academies and the people who run those uh, uh, wishbone attacks, uh, those veer attacks, uh, they're famous for the cutback blocks and also for the, the uh, cut-down blocks when you uh, cut down at somebody's uh, ankles and somebody takes out their uh, shoulders. So uh, we'll see. More review on targeting fouls. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, certain misses by an official on a targeting flag is no longer guaranteed a player will miss the first half of the following game. Teams can submit plays for review to the NCAA coordinator of officials, and if the coordinator of officials finds the player was penalized in error, the penalty will be overturned and the player will be permitted to play in the first half of the following game. So that's, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I do too. You know, take a kid out of a game because of one play. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm hesitant on that to see a- that At happen. least they do review it. Even though, again, you know, we, we've talked about the idea that you know, often uh, a player makes a move and then the other player makes a move and inadvertently they collide in a negative way. Yeah. It's not always uh, uh, purposeful. It's, uh, it's Those are the things I want them to review and take a good look at. Yeah, well, anyway, we'll, they'll see this year, so that's a good thing. Uh, also, anyway, this is something that, it's kind of funny, but it happens, and people don't realize that, is the sternly worded letters to injury fakers. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why am I thinking about the <laughs> Oakland Raiders right here? I, I picture Kenny Stabler limping. Yeah, uh, oh, you know, yeah, oh, an yeah. Or, 
The NCAA Playing Rules uh, Committee debated at length requiring players who trigger injury timeouts to set out for one more play. You see this guy lying. I mean, he's in excruciating pain, you know, on the field. And he gets up and he's helped off and carried off the field. And a play later, he's back in a game. You know, well, in the end, they decided it could incentivize actual injured players to staying on the field when they really could be demand a timeout. So that's something they're going to watch pretty closely. So, uh, and then another rule, we got a former quarterback at Pitt has a rule named after him. That's a Kenny Pickett rule in ball Small carriers. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but ball carriers will now be ruled down the moment they begin motioning uh, toward a uh, feet first slide. That's right. You remember Kenny Pickett last year did that motion and he stayed up and ran about 50 or 60 yards for a touchdown. Well, from now on, and a lot of people don't realize when you go to slide, it's where you begin your slide, not where you stop or hit the yeah. ground. It's where you begin your slide. So you still could be kind of upright and that's where they're going to mark the ball. So, uh, in other words, they're giving you, uh, they're not giving you that extra yard, two or three. So the Kenny Puckett rule, ball carries will now be ruled down the moment they begin motioning toward a feet-first slide. I, I don't think it happens a lot, but uh, again, let's make it clear. Just you know, lay it on the line and say it is not going to be allowed. But, but I don't think it's been abused, but no. this way at least it's clear hey, that is a violation. I'll tell you what they've taken advantage of is the, is the penalty before the injury fakers. Uh, yeah. It's big time, especially in college football. The clock stops on first downs, and the injury timeouts, they stop it. So uh, do, do, you know, One rule I like about the NFL, an injury timeout in the last two minutes of a game can cost you 10, what, seconds? 10 seconds on that's the right. clock. So, that's correct. Yeah, that, that's a way to deter that. Anyway, also some other changes in college football is defensive holding now carries an automatic first down. That's, that was been in the NFL for years, but not in college football. They marked off the five yards or ten yards or whatever the case may be. You know, you could have had a second and 25, and with a holding penalty, now you got an automatic first down. Also, clock adjustment on plays overturned via replay are now limited to the final two minutes of both halves. So another interesting uh, uh, turn of events there. Illegal touching now triggers a loss of down. That's interesting, uh, Jeff. So uh, that's just like the uh, the, uh, the pass interfer- offensive pass interference for years was a loss of down. And uh, next thing is the illegal blindside block penalty will be signaled with uh, they pump in their two hands together like we uh, do a pump fake, a pump fist, I should say. The referee will stand in front and pump his two uh, fists together in front of him. That's the uh, sign for an illegal blindside block penalty, which uh, is interesting for years. If you could get your head around on the uh, uh, block on the person you're trying to block, they wouldn't throw a flag. But now uh, you've got to get your body inside that uh, player for the, so they wouldn't throw a block in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jeff, of course, Major League Baseball uh, carries on as uh, they uh, had some interesting scores. At Grandpa Astros. on fire. Yeah, boy, is he ever. He's, you you know, know, and it, it's getting close. I was, thinking, I was listening to the Cubs radio broadcast, and they're talking about Pujols hitting a grand slam later. He got an RBI single, I think. That's correct. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, uh, they made mention of the 690th home run, and all of a sudden, 700 doesn't seem unrealistic. It, it, th- yeah, he, he's got about 45 games left to hit 10 home runs, and the, mostly during the 
during the season, Albert Pujols has been pretty much playing against left-handed pitching. And, of course, uh, the Cardinals scored a, a, a bunch of runs quickly. And they were up uh, 6 nothing in the second or third inning. And they bring in a left-handed pitcher. And, uh, and the Cardinal manager says, Albert, grab a bat. And bases were loaded and swings at the first pitch, knocks it out the park for uh, 6 90 And... You're right, 10 doesn't sound that. And, you know, uh, something else I heard on the broadcast yesterday was Albert Pujols, since the All-Star break, has the best uh, OPS in the National League mm-hmm. right now. And he's also hitting about 345. So he's uh, maybe he's got found the fountain of youth or something. I'm not so sure, but uh, he's tearing the cover off the ball. He went from 190 around the All-Star break. He's up to 255. Do we need to get him a test cup? Oh, I, you wonder. <laughs> I mean, there's you never wonder. been any. Uh, he's one of the few uh, in his era that have not been accused, have not even. there. And the thing is, when you saw him as a 18, 19-year-old, uh, he was a stud then. Th- that's uh, right. He know, was big uh, then. Uh, that's right. He was a man among but, but you know what, Jeff? I, I really believe, and I, I, and I can't prove this, and it's just thought process. I'm wondering if he's older than he really is because he came from uh, Puerto Rico, uh, and uh, and you know you wonder if the, how accurate those birth certificates are in that regard. So, or, or uh, if you hedge it a little bit, to, that, that's so right. You you look more attractive. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, but, but again, I don't think Albert would have had to do that intentionally. No, because he was such a prolific player uh, at the outset. Yeah, he uh, yeah he just he. he dominated course in the 10 years he was with 11 years he was with the cardinals and then the 10 years with well with just about the angels in the last half of the season last year with the dodgers and uh he uh he's just a prolific hitter and uh, always has been uh he's 10 away to be the fourth man in major league baseball history to hit 700 home runs behind barry bonds hank aaron and babe ruth so um a lot to say there. Of course, a lot of baseball on schedule uh, this weekend. Uh, a lot of those division races uh, have uh, come up. Uh, we'll see how it's going to play out after Labor Day, which is about two weeks away. So uh, the Yankees uh, still 3-7 and seven over the last 10. The Astros uh, just playing fine baseball right now. And the Dodgers, you know, we talked about the Yankees uh, uh, setting the pace. Well, the Dodgers right now. Uh, playing 700 baseball, and uh, of course they got beat yesterday. Uh, but they're seven and three over the last ten. They've already won 80 games and still have 45 left to go. Uh, they're they're playing great baseball. But what more can you say about that? So, any other uh, headlines or anything to address here? Uh, well, I was kind of sports? curious to see if uh, the Padres did not keep pace. Uh, Washington, after losing a couple uh, to Chicago, went to San Diego last night, beat them. Three to one, uh, Red Sox uh, look like they fall under five hundred again, but still, uh, teams in that AL East uh, doing well. Yeah, and the White Sox. I saw the replay of uh, the White Sox game, but uh, wow, it was uh, all over. Uh, the Astros dominating in Chicago too. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, that uh, is coming about. But the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, and even 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 the Braves are trying to stay pace with uh, the Mets. Of course, I think uh, the Mets. Uh, Braves beat the Mets yesterday. That's correct. That's correct. So uh, it's pretty interesting over there. And uh, the Mets uh, pitching is now uh, uh, some injuries are starting to set in. I got DeGrom back, and he, he's, he's not been really settled in. So uh, we'll see how uh, that's going to play out. Of course, the Braves are defending uh, world champions. Uh, 
in baseball and they're still trying to hang around and uh you know that earlier in the year they were playing poorly and uh, they went on a big uh, 10 12 maybe in a 14 game winning streak to get back in the race in the eastern division of the national league mets heading to philadelphia where uh, the phillies have been playing some very good baseball and it took them a little while after they uh, changed uh, managers but eventually uh, they started to find a rhythm so um, uh, it may not be an easy uh, weekend for the Mets uh, uh, there. And speaking of the Phillies' former manager, Joe Girardi, he's become an analyst for uh, the Cubs Network, Marquee oh, okay. Sports Network. Now, All right. Good to see him back in Chicago. I, I remember when the Cubs hired Lou Pinella to be their manager in advance of the 2007 season. Girardi had been let go in Miami. And I thought, uh, boy, now's the time to get Joe uh, in Chicago. I wasn't a big Lou Pinella fan anyway, uh, but but Lou did win two divisions uh, right out of the, the box there in seven and eight, although they didn't do anything in the playoffs. But I uh, always thought maybe Joe Girardi would find his way in the Cubs uh, dugout. Who knows? Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, baseball, it's it's constantly changing uh, managers. So uh, in the meantime, uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, they've, you've got some local high schools in the area that have some uh, scrimmages today. Don't know uh, how that's going to go, but it's always good to get out and support your local teams. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, have a high school uh Football broadcast this year. We'll do it probably 13, possibly 14 games. Yeah, 13 games are scheduled right now. All right. Three Thursday games, uh, and you never know. Uh, you know, sometimes things change, but. Yeah, that they do, that they do. So, uh, anyway, a lot of uh, things getting to crank up with high school football. So, uh, support your local teams and be out there to support those young people who uh, practice hard. And it's not only the football players, but cheerleaders and the band and all that. They take a dance team. They take a lot of time to prepare, to entertain people, and uh, just a fulfillment of their lives. So, anyway, with that, uh, let's go ahead and take our first uh, break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2, $3 imports all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this TGIF Friday, August the 19th. And uh, today in sports history, uh, August 19th in 1909, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, home to the automobile race of the Indianapolis 500, opens in the Speedway, Indiana. So, uh... That's well, everything got going up there. Boy, that's a big day up there in Indianapolis, too. 1917, Sunday's benefit baseball game at uh, New York City's Polo gr- Grounds uh, results in John McGraw and Christy Matthewson arrested for violating the blue laws. And uh, so they must have had an alcoholic beverage up at the Polo Grounds uh, celebrating a Sunday benefit. Uh, no blue laws here in New Iberia. Meanwhile, in 1921, Ty Cobb. Gets uh, is the fourth man to get his 3,000th hit against Boston Red Sox. The youngest ever at 34, Cap Anson, Hornis Wagner, and Nap Lajaiway were the other three to get 3,000 hits. Elsewhere in 1945, the Phillies' Jimmy Fox, 37 years old, pitches the first of seven innings versus the Reds and wins, of course. Tom Hanks played uh, uh, Fox in the movie A League of Their Own. Elsewhere in 1951, Bill Vec, he's at it again. He sends Eddie Goodell, all foot three foot seven of him, uh, to pinch hit to lead off the game as he walked on four pitches. He wore eight, one eighth on the back of his jersey that day. And Bill Vec, always uh, the improviser in uh, baseball, Jeff. Just amazing. Eddie Goodell walked on four pitches. I think his strike zone was about a foot <laughs> in that regard. The, the strike zone box on TV would be like a stamp. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. So, uh, Bill Beck. Uh, elsewhere, in 1957, the board of directors vote 8-1 to one of the New York uh, baseball giants to move the team to San Francisco beginning in uh, 1958. In 1965, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Jim Maloney on this date throws his second no-hitter of the season, a one nothing win over the Cubs, 
I uh, can't recall who his first one was against that year, but he and Johnny Vandermeer are the only two uh, major league pitchers to throw two no-hitters in the same season. Also in 1983, sad news here for Billy Cannon. He was sentenced to five years for counterfeiting. And uh, just amazing, too. He was a doctor, a dentist, uh, LSU hero, and uh, goes to jail for a few years. But comes out a few years later, and I think he does all the dental work on all yeah. the uh, prisoners up yeah. in Angola for the next uh, few years, too. So hats off to him. Of course, he has since passed away. Yeah, he did. And uh, celebrated a birthday earlier this month, too. Uh, anyway, in 1988, Jeff, you'd know about this one. The New York Rangers signed ex-Canadian Guy Lafleur out of retirement to play for the Rangers. And I'm trying to remember, did the Rangers do anything when Lafleur decided to uh, come back out of retirement? No, it wasn't until the mid-90s that the Rangers started to uh, make things happen. Okay. And uh, they went a long way without winning. They were like yeah. 40 years without exactly. winning a, a one Stanley Cup. of the longest Cup. of the original six, one of the longest. Yeah. 1995, Mike Tyson returns to the ring after serving a three-year uh, prison sentence and uh, decays uh, Peter McNeely in 89 seconds of the first round. Uh, Tyson, uh, of course, Tyson had his own issues back in the day. Buster Douglas was the first one. Anyway, 2001 PGA champ, men's golf, and uh, Atlanta Athletic Club. David Toms, Shreveport native, uh, or Monroe native, I should say, wins his first major title by one stroke over Phil Mickelson. Of course, uh, Toms, uh, the former LSU All-American, and uh, I think he was an SEC champion, too. I wish uh, Mr. Uh, Slyman was here. He'd probably know a little bit more about it in that regard. Elsewhere, uh, birthdays today. Uh, Bobby Richardson, the New York Yankees second baseman, all-star, uh, World Series record, drove in six runs in one game in the World Series back in 60. And he was also uh, the head baseball coach at South Carolina for many years. Is he that was, right? I did not know that. It's his birthday today, uh, Bobby Richardson. Is he still with us? He's still with us, okay, too, Bobby yeah. Richardson. Uh, so how's my math? Uh, he's 87 today. Anyway, in two th- uh, also born on this date uh, in uh, – uh, baseball history, Bill Freehand, the American League catcher for the Detroit Tigers, World Series champ, uh, and won five gold gloves uh, uh, in that regard. So Bill He's Freehand. He's recently passed away. He has. Bill Freehand has passed away. He died at 79, I think, uh, last year maybe. Uh, but, you know, uh, one thing about uh, Freehand, too, is that uh, he – as he and Mickey Lolich hold the record for most battery times uh, pitching uh, starting lineups. I think uh, Wainwright and Molina are just three or four behind him. So if they can have uh, maybe uh, Wainwright have five or six more starts to the end of the rest of the year, they could pass up uh, Freehand and Mickey Lolich mm. uh, threw together and started together in more games than any other pitcher-catcher combination in baseball history. And then part of that, too, uh, think about if Adam Rain- Wainwright uh, was in a four-man rotation instead of a five-man rotation. Oh, it would have been done by now. You're right. Lolich uh, was in that era, and he would put in some innings. Yeah, you're right about that, too. Mickey Lolich uh, was the MVP in the 68 World Series, too. Elsewhere, elsewhere, Gary Gaetti, birthday, former twin, Angel, Raw, Cardinal, Cub, Red Sox, born in uh, Centrella, Illinois, four-time Golden Glover, two-time All-Star World Series champ in 87 with the Twins. Yeah. And Gary Gaetti, just a good all-around ball player. Really what that, you know, again, my mom was from Minnesota, so, um, yeah, the Twins have always, you know, but I've kept an eye on them, and that, you know, 87 to 91 team, uh, a lot of homegrown guys, guys like Ken Herbeck, but... 
you know, it's such a blue collar team. Even Kirby Puckett. That's uh, right. You know, uh, the late Chicago Kirby Puckett. Guy, yeah, he died way too soon. But uh, such a really solid blue collar team. Not a lot of excessive uh, celebrity attitude. Just just guys who got the job done. Yeah, I think the first team to win uh, all four of their games in the 87 World Series at home and the Cardinals won all four of their games in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the Twins win the pennant, come back and beat the Braves in 91 to win the uh, World Series again. And our quote of the day, since Bill Veck is putting up Eddie Goodell, uh, I thought maybe another Bill Veck quote uh, is to be uh, – talked about this is a game to be savored uh, not gulped this time to discuss everything between pitches or between innings and that's pretty much a bill vec baseball is unique in that regard that you can sit there keep score eat a dog drink a, a beer uh, have some peanuts talk to your day to your friends and uh just a great game of baseball so between pitches and uh they're trying to get those between pitches down to about 20 25 seconds yeah. now and uh baseball's games uh, which used to last Two hours and fifteen minutes, two hours and thirty minutes. Now are going, are starting to move past uh, and I, three I, and four hours. I, I really don't think it's because of the pace of the game. Uh, you had a few commercials, uh, more commercials than they used to have, and um, although they did knock it back thirty seconds, if not last year, this year, uh, it's it is it's a conversational sport, and that's why I never, you know, again, and and for for television viewers, yeah, maybe they'd like to see uh, a little faster pace but if you're making the effort to go to a game i mean think about a a saints game Uh, someone from new iberia if they're going to go to the saints they're they're spending four hours traveling uh, back and forth you don't want to get there and it's over in two hours yeah you want to savor the experience you know you do but it got to the point now to go to a saints game is like taking a small vacation too with the cost uh with the tickets and the gasoline and the food and the program and beverages and uh so it's uh, it's it's starting to get a little expensive, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, baseball. Just what more can you say? Uh, just enjoy the game and uh, relish it uh, in that regard. Uh, anyway, Jeff, uh, that's pretty much today in sports history. August the nineteenth. Uh, still think about Eddie Goodell going to the plate. <laughs> Bill Beck said he had a surprise and fan trying to drink. Uh, the Browns had. Well, it was the horrific. circus in town. Uh, I, I think Burnham and Bailey's. But Eddie Goodell stepped to the plate, and uh, he signed him to a one-day contract, too. He's got to be part of that. So he signed him to a one-day contract. The commission, I'm trying to think if, if it was Happy Chandler or if it was uh, uh, Ford Frick at the time was the baseball commission. I'm not sure, but I'm sure they were disappointed. Beck always thought about things. He was the one with the big disco in Chicago, oh, yeah. you know. That, that was more his son, though. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, that was more Mike Vex's uh, planning there, uh, I'll never forget uh, being disappointed because I was watching uh, <laughs> the, the whole thing take place. And I was looking forward to the second uh, game of the doubleheader, a Friday night double, twi night doubleheader. And, you know, Bill Veck also had the exploding scoreboard for yep. the uh, White Sox back in the day. First man to uh, shower in, yeah. in the center field bleachers. That, that's right. Remember that? Did he also have the pop-up uh, uh, where the balls would come up mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. behind home plate? You know, the umpire yeah. would step back to get put new balls in his uh, jacket or pocket. Uh, I remember that, too, back at uh, Comiskey Park. So uh, Great organist. Um for 40 years, uh, Nancy 
Faust, uh, the organist there, yeah. playing um, Paved Paradise, put up a parking lot <laughs> on the last home game. And it, the owner ownership wasn't real happy about that. Yeah, uh, that's true. But uh, Bill Beck, innovative and uh, always adding to the game uh, of baseball. So uh, what more can you say? Anyway, today in sports history, Jeff, I uh, don't know if you have any final not, comments or, or updates. Just, uh, you know, uh, during... Uh, Touch matters, uh, touch on a, a few sports headlines we didn't get to today, but first and foremost, let's thank our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Hedick and Payne Center, and Schwing Insurance. Appreciate their support of the show.